Hello and good evening, everyone. This is Kevin Finkel here, host of Magic the Final Frontier. On this podcast, we all talk about the Magic Frontier format and to keep our listeners up to date with what is new, powerful, and interesting in the world of Frontier. My name is Ryan Schwenk. I'm the Japan hobbyist out of Tokyo, Japan. Uh, and I am Matt Murday coming at you out of Toronto, back again for the set review. Yay, welcome back again. Yeah, we can always get you for the yeah. set review. <laughs> That's a good one. All right, so we already did a little bit of talk about what some of the mechanics were of the set. We, we saw that shocks were spoiled and we couldn't not talk about it. So we already got a little bit going in on that before this episode was even filmed. So we'll try and talk about the things that aren't that. Now that we've seen the full set review, we'll get a little bit more of a chance to say what some of these are going for. So in the previous episode, we talked about the mechanics. And at that time, only a few cards were spoiled from each mechanic. How did these mechanics end up versus what you guys were hoping from that last episode? Can we talk about that first? So something I want to point out is, uh, Matt, one of the predictions you made is that we had already seen our best mentor card with the, um, oh, what is the name of that goblin? The uh, Legion Warboss, the one that makes a 1-1 every turn. What you had kind of said is that, oh, this is probably the best mentor card we're getting. I want to say that's not true. I want to say we got a couple no, better no, no. ones. I said this is definitely the best mentor card. <laughs> all right well what if you're what do you think your, your, you think um, you think we stuff, got a better mentor card than that i think tajik and aurelia are both very strong cards i think they'll both find some homes where the uh the war boss might not even yeah aurelia is not bad i don't know i think i still i stand but i think i think legion war boss is the best mentor mentor card in the set by a lot by a lot i mean aurelia is not bad i mean four mana and she can possibly be a 4-5 mentor card. So she can, like, you know, pump up your entire crew if everyone's, like, in 2 or 3, you know, power. Mm-hmm. Not resilient. You know what I said to that? Aurelia is the red-white siege rhino. You think That's... so? No way. But no she, way. No she comes way. Down, she comes down, she represents 2 damage, and in the next turn she swings for 5 damage in with, with evasion. And she has enough haste, and... Well, she doesn't, but her ability works the turn it comes down. So you get that two damage the first turn she comes mm, down. Maybe. Okay, okay yeah. wait, 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 wait. We're getting ahead of ourselves. We'll talk about Aurelia. We'll get there. Right now, we're... okay. Yeah, let's at least read that card off if we don't mind. Wait, 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 wait. I thought we were talking about mechanics. Let's let's yeah. get to Aurelia when we're gonna get to Aurelia. Yeah. So that's wait. mentor. What what were our other mechanics? We had surveil, mentor, jumpstart, convoke, and undergrowth. Mm-hmm. So for me, I think I said surveil and jumpstart would be the two most powerful mechanics in the set. And I, I feel like I was Ooh. I was right about that. I'm I'm pretty happy with that call. I maybe uh, I, I felt like jumpstart it never you know got started. Huh. I think there's some there's some hidden gems in here. I think I think jumpstart is deceptively powerful. So what are some cards in jumpstart that you've seen now that you think are that powerful? Uh, let's we'll get there. We'll yeah, get there. Yeah. Man. No, no, no. I mean, let's go into the cards now. There's no reason not to. Uh, so I think I think let's talk about. I think Chemister's Insight is really good. I think it's the best four mana draw spell in the in the format now. Okay, so that's the four mana in blue that draws you two cards, and you can play it with Jumpstart. Yeah, it's basically like shuffle away your chaff for straight up card advantage, right? Like just draw bat, mm-hmm. draw a land you don't need late game, boom, card advantage. Mm. Okay, I think and it's that's... an instant. It's 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 really good. I think. Yeah, I was. As far as like we're talking, if we're talking about mechanics right now, I'm kind of uh, impressed by undergrowth. 
um, they ended up coming out with a, really? a couple more cards that I thought could really make an impact on. Well, of course, you know, Frontier has a lot of graveyard strategies, and I think a lot of these mm-hmm. undergrowth cards are going to fit in very well with them and really help to raise those those strategies a few levels. You know, maybe from like so, tier tier one, or sorry, from tier two to maybe tier one point five, or from tier three to tier tier two. So I think so. My my stance is that undergrowth is actually terrible. However, and spoiler <laughs> alert, one undergrowth card made my top five. Mm. Interesting. So with undergrowth, I had kind of had a prediction of my own. I had said that oh, we're gonna get some undergrowth card and it's gonna just break rally open. We're gonna get something that you know you cocoa it in and they lose life for undergrowth, or they or you gain life, or you make tokens mm-hmm. or something. There is not a single creature that you can cocoa in with undergrowth, no. <laughs> other than the three two, whose ability doesn't have to do with anything. Like it doesn't really have an undergrowth trigger. All of them are four or more mana, which is just ridiculous to me. And it seems like none of them are really constructed playable as far as the creatures. There, there's some cool spells here in undergrowth, but I don't think any of the creatures I really. Think we're- I think a lot of this stuff is more mid-range. I think mid-range got a lot of different effects. So not- even even with what mid-range got here, I don't want to be anywhere near mid-range in Frontier. Although I have to tell you, Molder Hulk, my kind of card. I, I dig it a lot, that- but it's bad. <laughs> Real quick, that's the uh, the one black, one green, seven mana, and it costs one less for each creature in your graveyard. Mm-hmm. And then when it enters the graveyard, you return a land from the graveyard to battlefield for a six-six. Yeah, so it's yeah, uh, it, it, kind it's of basically a, <laughs> it's basically just a cost-reduced big fatty, which I am all about. <laughs> hey, I played a lot of the um, ooh, I want to say it was something of mortals, like defeater of mortals, something along those lines. It was a five-five that can monstrous into a ten-ten, and if you've got creatures in your yard, it only costs like four yeah, green to do the, the whole uncommon thing. from Theros. Yeah, one of the Theros mm. blocks. Yeah, that, I dig it. I dig it. That was back when we I had think... Whip of Erebos and we had a proper uh, reanimator decks. <laughs> yep, yep. I think so. I think there were a lot of good green black spells we're talking about, but personally, Undergrowth just didn't do it for me. I, I agree. I think Undergrowth was like, like there's. I think there's one good Undergrowth card. So, there, there you have. How it. did you feel about uh, Convoke? Um, disappointed. Yeah, overall, honestly, same. I think. And mm-hmm. also, I was wrong. That we didn't get a cord reprint, so... Womp womp. Yeah, not, uh, not on a hot streak, guys. So it doesn't affect us as Frontier players, but it is kind of disappointing. I, I definitely think... I'm most disappointed, I think, about Limited. I feel like we're n- we don't have any real cheap token makers, and that's kind of what would have really made Convoke fun for Limited and for, like, Standard. We've got some okay token makers in Frontier, but the payoff just doesn't seem that good. Mm-hmm. I think maybe maybe we'll try um, March of the Multitudes. So that's the mythic, the two white, a green, X convoke, and it creates X one one white soldier tokens with lifelink at an instant speed. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't hate it, but I, I also like. I think Wizards really underestimated how much like opportunity cost it is to tap your creatures to do things. Well, it's end of the turn type mm-hmm. of thing. I mean, yeah, but that means you didn't attack, right? Which, if I'm in a token deck, I, I want to be attacking. Sometimes I'm, your 1-1 one one just deck, can't right? attack through a 3-3 three, three or 4-4. Four, four. That's happened to me. I, I play tokens sometimes but in Frontier. I don't want a card that that's good sometimes, right? Especially a big, expensive one. 
Mm-hmm. And especially if if I have if if sometimes you can attack with your one one, I don't know that I want to be making more one ones mm-hmm. with all my mana. Yeah, that's a reasonable argument, I think. It's still good with Gideon. All right, so we didn't talk about Surveil yet. Surveil just seems like an all-star to me. I mean, we got a lot of good Surveil cards in all kinds of different effects, abilities. Just, you know, we got good cards we wanted to see, and they they stuck Surveil onto them. I think Surveil might be my favorite mechanic since Delirium. I think it's really fucking good. Sorry, really, really (laughs) wholesome family show good. Yes. Yeah. Um, I also didn't get a chance to say about Jumpstart. I was pretty disappointed with Jumpstart. There were some big things that I was really hoping for, like a counterspell with Jumpstart. I was hoping for a Jumpstarter Mage. And really, the best card in the set with Jumpstart is actually a Surveil card. It's Mission Briefing. Mm. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. Let's 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 start with the cards. Let's yeah. get into it. Yeah. Okay, so, so do you want to talk Mission Briefing real quick? That's the uh, two blue instant. Surveil two, and then you choose an instant or sorcery in your graveyard, and you can cast it this turn from your graveyard. If you do, you exile it. So it gives any card in your graveyard flashback, and you surveil two. I think this card's awesome. So it's basically Snapcaster Mage without the body, right? Yeah, instead of a body, you you scry twice, or you grave scry twice. Mm. So, I mean, to me, it's like... It's like Snapcaster Mage. If Snapcaster Mage wasn't a two for one and just cost you extra mana, I, I, I think it's. I think this card's like really overrated. I'd be surprised if it hmm. saw any play whatsoever. Uh, and once once it got weeded out, like I think I think once people start playing with it, they're gonna realize it's not worth it to pay five mana for your three mana spell, even if it is, uh, you know, kind of bouncing it back out of the graveyard because you're not actually getting the card advantage out of it, like. If you need... Yeah, but it's the flexibility, in my opinion. Well, like, I mean, let's put it this way. Like, for one more mana, you could just play a Gearhawk and do the same thing. Or for five mana, which is what... Sorry, what you'll pay... Or sorry, I shouldn't say one more mana, right? I'm I'm imagining using it on Colligon's Command and, like, the really juicy cards you want to use it <laughs> mm-hmm. on. Um, yeah. So it's like, for me, I, I may as well just... For five mana, I may as well just use, like, Goblin Dark Dwellers. Or I may mm-hmm. go up one mana to just have a Gearhawk... And then instead of paying five mana to do my Colligon's Command again, I paid six mana for a, one of the best best bodies in the format at instant speed uh, and also Colligon's so, Command, you know? Here, here's the thing. What would you be targeting mission... Sorry. What would you be targeting mission briefing with? Uh, what cards are good enough to be targeted in Frontier? Uh, Fatal Push. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> Colligon's Command. I mean, what, what do you... Treasure Cruise... Yeah, if you're tra- if you're casting like treasure cruise or dig through time with mission briefing, and you get three free cards to are you gonna away, have like enough you can make it cheaper. Mana? I mean, are you I mean, are you gonna have enough cards in your graveyard? If you do, yeah, that's great. But usually, if you're putting dig through time in there already, you're you're already kind of running low on cards in your graveyard. I think. I mean, also, I think you. Well, I think this helps late, with late that. Game, it, it adds good. to your graveyard. I also think you have to really like. I don't think people realize how big a drawback to blue is in this particular card mm. you can't play uh, because three color decks basically it, well it's, it's very pip heavy especially now that you have to pay the mana cost of another spell mm-hmm. so like you have to have four blue then mm-hmm. if you want to do dig through time yeah yeah right and it's like some you know maybe blue black control could pull that off maybe well you could do Grixis even... too because you know you got eight shocks now 
I think I think Grixis would be really hard to consistently pull off mission briefing into like any other blue spell. Mm. Especially because I think you really need uh Yeah, I don't know. I think it's like really overrated. Like mm. do you want to spend three mana on a fatal push? Is it that it, important? Maybe, yeah. Yeah. I mean I don't I, mean, I think you want something you're gonna be using it on cards that get you more value. I don't think you'd be using it so much on the burn spells or the removal spells. I mean, if if you're if it's, it says sorcery card or instant, so why not just bring back like a fumigate, pay that extra five, you know? Uh, so you want to pay seven mana for fumigate? But if, if, if you needed it, but I'm saying if you needed it seven... again, if you needed some creature removal, I think this, like you said, the target is probably going to be more like dig through time or you know the uh, treasure cruise. Those are the cards I think well, that give you the most value. See, that, that's that's the thing I think I agree with uh, Ryan here, is that it's a three-mana Fatal Push that's also a seven-mana Fumigate. Well, let me give you the flip side of that, where games where you draw Gear Hulk, two mission briefings, mm-hmm. and, f- you know, four lands, mm-hmm. right? Like, what, what happens in the games where you don't draw the spells that you need right then and there? Mm-hmm. Yes, it's flexible, mm-hmm. but it's also um, narrow. It's also, it needs those other cards, mm-hmm. right? Instead of just being let's say an anticipate that could dig you into the answer you need you know like so it anticipates flexible in kind of a similar way could it be. loses a little bit of, of uh like tempo right this is kind or of mission like briefing. but not, the more that i look at surveil too you put the two in the graveyard first right mm-hmm. and and then you choose yeah. it doesn't target so you can pick anyone that you you milled over or they also can't just remove the card if you're trying to do that. It's kind of like a thought scour of sorts, just the putting the two into the graveyard type thing. So it could be used in like the delve type strategies. Yeah, for me, I think the place that it fits in automatically is that, as much as you're saying, yeah, Gear Hulk is a great card, having four Gear Hulk, or even sometimes three Gear Hulk against a Tarka is a bit of a risk. Like, against aggressive strategies, that's a problem with blue at control. This is something that does the same effect for you, but at much cheaper. I feel like you well, can shave a gear Hulk, fit one or two copies of this in, and that's just a strict improvement. Yeah. Three mana fatal push isn't where I want to be versus a target red either way, right? Like, it, I, I mean, it's no different than anticipate to fatal push, though. I mean, th- I mean, you're right, but I don't know that I would be slotting it in over anticipate either way. Like, I think, I think <clears throat> versus fa- versus a target, you just want to be have more actual density of good cards, right? So you you don't want to be wasting a card slot on a th- what would realistically be a three-mana fatal push when you can just have more removal in your deck. All right. Should we move on, guys? we got a lot of cards to go through. Yeah, let's move on. Yeah, there's a ton to go on. Definitely is a strong card. Do you want to talk about other surveil cards that we didn't get a chance to mention yet? What other surveil cards are there? So I thought we were going well, we to uh, go doom... from the bottom up just so we could, like, sc- <laughs> scroll evenly here. Okay, okay. We can go that way. Yeah, if you want to follow along from the bottom up. I mean, is there anything on the kind of, you know, commons, uncommons that you really want to talk about here? Just giving it a quick look real quick. I mean, here, one I see here is uh, Notion Rain. That was the one blue-black. It's kind of a read of the bones, but it's Surveil 2 instead of Scry 2. I think it's an interesting card. I don't know how much better it is. Then, yeah, read the bones. But I, I also think it's... Mm-hmm. I, I like it at the same time. I think Surveil is just really cool. Pitching stuff to the graveyard is deceptively powerful, so I, I'm down to see how it works out. I'd like to I'd like to see, to see some play. 
I think the one thing I really want to do is I want to play it with Jace, uh, not Jace, um, Soulfire Grandmaster, because this is deals damage to you instead of you lose life. So if you've got Soulfire Grandmaster, you won't lose any life. That's pretty neat. Like, I think, I think I really would have liked to see this be instant. I don't really see a reason it had to be sorcery, um, given that hmm. it's just the classic three mana black draw spell, but also with blue for some reason. So like, it doesn't seem to me like it needed to be Demir with what they what it is you know compared to other the three mana draw spell at a black okay all right ryan we haven't heard too much from you why don't you pick a card here that you want are to we talk still about? talking about surveil or no we're just gonna uh, scroll you... up from the bottom see what, see what you like yeah jump around so i'm trying to find the bottom here uh <laughs> so we can do any of these now you get yeah, pretty much anything. Yeah, I'm you still like. trying to work my way through the, uh, the the spoiler here, trying to get used to to this setup. Yeah, for people listening, remember we we just saw some of these cards yesterday, so it's kind of like, oh yeah, that's what that does. That's what that does. So we're going over like just yeah. comments and things right now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you'd like to, or Matt, if you've got one, you're welcome to jump yeah, in here. We don't yeah, have to. Yeah, I, I don't know up. if I have too many comments in my list. I think they're all they're they're good for like limited, but I didn't really have a lot in any of my lists. Yeah, I skipped through the commons pretty quick, so I'm already looking at like the uncommons yeah. and the rares here. Actually, how about Goblin? Uh, how about okay. Goblin Ele- Electromancer? Yes, is, I think that's really interesting. So that's a reprint. Yeah. So does this mean Storm is more playable now in Frontier? Because nope. I know nope, people have a... been working with like the Cheerios type deck, you know, with the uh, you know return stuff to your hand, play it again, sort of thing, and. Uh, paradoxical it plays paradoxical outcome i think like there's a just guy version out there with with joyra you know that you know whenever you play yeah it's not very good because it kind of folds to any deck that has aggression mm-hmm. or counter spells which isn't where i usually like to be it's also as as electromancer yeah there's not really a deck that would directly want him i mean even the most storm-like deck we have is ascendancy how and that deck mm. it, it's not really helped by electromancer he is a wizard I mean, Wizards have been showing up a little bit more in Frontier. Yeah, but it, they're they're still terrible, even if they've been showing up. So you can you you can build <laughs> anything and play it casually. Like I do like Electromancer a lot, though, and I'll tell you why. It's because I think for a lot of decks um, that have this kind of core effect that they get built around. So we obviously don't have Storm in the format. We'll, we'll I would I would probably put money down to say we'll never have Storm. Mm-hmm. But now that we have mm-hmm. two... We're, we'll never have good Storm. We'll have bad Storm. I don't think we'll ever have any Storm. What? Like Storm, Storm's a specific name mechanic, right? Like The specifically named mechanic oh, Storm. That, yeah. I mean, we've got a card in this set, but... Um, but, yeah, I think, I think kind of like a spell flurry kind of idea where you're just, like, whipping out cheap spells, cheaper than they're supposed to be. I could see a deck built around that, especially because I think the, you kind of need this critical mass mm-hmm. of the Goblin Electromancer effect. And up until mm-hmm. now, we've only had Baral, right? So now that we've we've been able to kind of bump that number of that effect from like up to like six or eight, uh, I think well, it's a got powerful like enough effect. We've got Jason four mana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, at, at, at the two mana slot, which I think is kind of where your role players need to be. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah. I, I think it's a powerful enough effect that it could it could find a home. So I'm, I am excited about Goblin Electromancer. Yeah. Not, not in the near future, but it has possibilities. It has potential. Yeah. Yeah. All right. 
All right, let's stay on topic here. What, what's another card that we're thinking is really important as maybe an uncommon or common that we've seen from the set? So I'm. this isn't a common or an uncommon, um, but I want to know what you guys okay. think about Pelt Collector. Hmm, so yeah, that, that's a card I'm definitely like wanting it. to test. It's clearly very strong. So this is the 1-1 Elf Knight, I want to say. Let me double-check that. Uh, and it's for one green, and then whenever a creature enters the battlefield or dies that has more power than it on your side... Uh, you add a plus one, plus one counter to it. And as long as it has three or more, it has trample. Mm-hmm. So, oh, so, okay, so it's an elf warrior. So this seems like uh, worth trying in elves, because there's a bunch of big elves. It seems like it's worth trying in scales, because it'll grow more than one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it could even be worth trying in Abzan. That's something that I'm going to be testing right now. I don't know about Abzan, but, you th- but I didn't even think of scales. Scales is interesting. Um, I'm skeptical about it in scales, I have to say. However... I mean, you play a... Uh, you play the snake on turn two and it becomes a three, three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. It's not, it's not a crazy <laughs> thought. Um, yeah. Yeah. That is pretty good actually. Yeah. Three, I just three. think scales is, is a pretty dense deck. That's all. It's, it is. That's certainly scales is all. And I don't know. If, solid. Yeah. And it, it's a pretty, pretty, it's a pretty tight list. So I'd be surprised to see this particular card, but I think elves is, is something I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. And I only mm-hmm. because I think elves really needs a way to get a little kind of beefier than they are, um, especially early on. Yeah, yeah, and the fact that this is just a one drop is very efficient. The, the cost added into the deck is very low, uh, so elves just goes wide, and hopefully this will let them go a little bigger. Uh, kind of, what's the word for it? Kind of uh, taking advantage of the green wheel, not the green wheel, uh, the five four dude for three mana. Yeah, the um. The Steel Leaf Champion. Yeah, yeah, Steel Leaf Champion. Um, and you know, this also works with Panharmonica, and if we ever wanted to go back to that. Yeah, so I mean, I'm not sold on this guy. I don't know that I would be like, yeah, it's a great card, but I, there's enough there that I'm, in, I'm interested in following what happens with it. As long as we're talking about uh, elves, do you think Beast Whispers are worth talking about at all? That's the 2-3 that whenever you cast a creature spell, you draw a card for 2-2 for two and two green four, as an elf druid. 4 mana, below curve, needs to stick around to get any value. No thanks. Yeah. If, yeah, yeah. If you get a lot of mana dorks, I guess, you're just pumping out mana dorks. Something, if you want a, some kind of big mana type deck, maybe. You know, but I don't know. I like it. I like the effect. I I don't like I don't like the design. Yeah, but what does that do for you? I mean, if your deck's full of one ones, it doesn't feel great. It's a very EDH card. Yeah, I, I, that's um, definitely how I see it. So, uh, another card I want to lure you guys into saying good things about, so I can smack it down, is Narcamoeba. Uh, I haven't found anywhere to use it yet. I didn't really have that on any of my lists. You don't think it's important enough to talk about? All right, all right, it's bad. That's all I want to say. Thanks, guys. Yeah, maybe like in those older formats, it's good reprints, but not not yet. Frontier's not ready all for right. it. Yeah, there's not really any way to abuse a bunch of little creatures yet. All right, all right. All right, as long as we're on the kind of green train, do you want to talk about Nullhide Ferox? This was the really beefy guy, the four mana six six. He's got hexproof, and you can't cast non-creature spells. But any player can pay two to get rid of both of those abilities. 
Uh, he also yeah. has that, that clause where if you discard him because of your opponent, he goes into play instead. Mm -hmm. So I think this card's actually really good. Like, crazy good. Um, I mean, it's real beefy. Well, I just, like, I can't imagine how bullshit this will be to deal with when you have Stubborn <laughs> Denial. It, like, you just, you just, like, hold up Stubborn Denial, and you can't cast it until they try to kill him. But this beats, like, everything in combat. Nothing beats this thing. Like, Scarab God, Gearhulk, Siege Rhino. Rhino. Yeah. yeah, like, all the, all the popular creatures. Nothing kills this guy. So, I think this is really good. I think if you were looking for a way to play Temur, and, you know, mm -hmm. the unfortunate reality is he would shut off your spells, but I, I'm pretty sure you just want Stubborn Denial on that kind of list. Mm -hmm. And you're just like, I'm going to slam these huge creatures... And you're not going to mm -hmm. be able to stop me. Get your Serac in there. I think that's just your plan, yeah. Give all your guys trample and... Yeah, I could see that. And, ten... yeah, and Temur's definitely going to get a, a little bit of a... Uh, well, it's going to get a little bit better of a mana base now, you know, with the... Uh, what was it? The Steam Vents. And then... Yeah, we've got the red-blue duel. They don't have uh, green-blue or green-red yet, but they will. Yeah, yeah and I think... I think it's like I'm looking back now at the... We talked about un, underplayed decks, I think, at one point with Sky Burial. Mm -hmm. And he wanted to play Temur Flash. Mm -hmm. And I can see just, like, tossing this, this guy down and then just holding up all these Flash creatures and just, like, also Ooh, yeah. stubborn denial and be like, huh. try to try to stop me. Just, do, just try. Huh. So I think... I, I'm really interested to see what happens with this yeah. guy. Yeah, it wasn't on my list, but I can see where you guys are coming from now. I think it's a good, good card. Uh, so my next card I want to talk about is Bounty Agent. Ooh, interesting. So that that's one and a white for a human soldier with Vigilance, and you can tap and sacrifice it to destroy target legendary permanent that isn't a or no that isn't an, an artifact creature or. Uh, so that it, so, so it doesn't hit planeswalkers, doesn't hit lands. So yeah, it has to be an artifact creature or enchantment. Yes. Yeah, sorry if I was a little stumbling on words there. Mostly, I, I want to talk about this because I think I really want hate bears to be a thing. And yeah. This is just a little step closer. I think the hate mm. is a little softer than I'd like it mm -hmm. to be. Um, but whatever, you know, I think I think it's okay. Yeah, I like it. I, yeah, it's I a cool card. I had it in my list. I think it's going to be a great sideboard card at the, the least. I, I really like the idea of, like, you tapping it, sacrificing it uh, into Renegade Rallyer. Mm-hmm. So you blow up mm. their, like, uh, search for his canter or something mm -hmm. and uh, immediately bring her back. <laughs> I don't know how good it is, but it, it, it seems like fun. Mm -hmm. And I, 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 I really want me. there to be more hate bears, so I'm in. Hate bears, humans, it's just a human type. So, I mean, it fits into, like, mono-white humans. It fits in the Bant's company if you wanted that in the sideboard. It's not bad. All right, here's, here's one I need to get you guys' thoughts on. What have you thought about Ritual of Soot? This is a sweeper for 2 and 2 black. Destroys all creatures with converted mana cost 3 or less. This is the second coming of Languish. Did you say Dust to Dawn? So, <laughs> no, it's converted mana cost 3 or less. So it's, it's it, different from Dusk from Dawn. So they, they have like a... It I, kills out of Menzas. I mean, it destroys, Crap. absolutely destroys Abzan aggro. I was I was actually looking at Citywide Bust when you said this. That's my hmm. bad. Oh, oh yeah, yeah that, I think... I think this isn't flexible enough in black. Like, I think I'd rather just play Languish, which also kills all those creatures, and then also some more creatures. Yeah, the question is, what what does this kill that Languish doesn't, and what does Languish kill that this doesn't? I feel like there's a few more that Languish kills 
I, I, I could maybe see it if you've got creatures that... Like, if you've got a Siege Rhino and you cast Languish, you can't attack with it. But th- th- that seems like a weak reason not to run Languish. And it's also kind of like... It, this is That's kind of why I say I don't know that black was the right color for this. Because, mm-hmm. like... Hmm. I could, I'd be a lot happier if I was in some weird kind of green list where I just, I was all about just slamming fatties. Mm. Uh, and I mean, I guess you can go multicolor. You know, we do have fetch lands, but well, I think here, the black th- really, th- really holds me back. Think about this in, against like a Bant Company deck or a, uh, a uh, Hardened Scales deck where they have all these one, two, and three drops, but their toughness is already like four, five, six. Languish isn't going to do anything Yeah, that's the them. one place that... That's maybe the one place where this can beat out Languish. I, mean, I think you just need but to... there's not that much that gets big enough. And I mean, even there, I think like at the point where they've snowballed the board that hard, mm-hmm. I think you've lost, right? I think it's like you're, you're looking for a really specific answer, and yeah, this would do it. But I think you've prob- the damage has probably been done if their game plan has been going off that successfully, and you're the kind of deck that wants a sweeper. Hmm. I mean, another deck that I could see it being good against is Green Black Elves, because Elves has like the Clan Callers now, and they got the other, you know, effects that give. Well, I mean, for example, it would kill the Stilly Champion. Yeah, they still champion. all die to languish, though. But but yeah, I'd really yeah. You just any sweeper works for his Elves, though, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's like. Mm-hmm. You just you just hit hit the point of the sweeper is you want to cast it just like on curve mm-hmm. most of the time versus versus the decks you want it against right yeah so it's like turn four languish is gonna wipe out band company anyway mm. yeah well not a bad card I liked it it's one of my right, so I'm still waiting to hear what the uh, the undergrowth card is that Matt thought was so good in in the top five well go ahead what what is it. I'll now have to find it. It scroll up somewhere. Huh. Also, now everyone knows it's in the top five. It's really just ruined. I want to hold off on it uh, a little bit. Okay. And just like reveal it in the top five. Okay. Okay. Uh, creature or instant? I'm saying neither. I uh, okay. sorry. I shouldn't. I'm not saying neither. I'm saying I'm not telling you. Okay. <laughs> um. Uh, then why don't you go ahead with another one? Ryan. So this is a card that I thought was kind of interesting. I don't know where it's going to fit in, but I kind of like Pilfering Imp. It, it's a 1-1 one, mm. one flyer for I... one black mana, and you can sacrifice and pay two mana to basically thought seize somebody. We so don't... it's a mm-hmm. it's a slow-removable three-mana thought seize. Yes, but it's creature-based, which is great. So, like... You... It puts a creature in your yard, which is cool. I want to try the card. I, I don't know yet if it's bad, but it's not amazing either way. It's super bad. It's like it's unbelievably bad. You the mana so? cost. <laughs> the mana cost is what makes it bad. Like if it didn't have the two mana, if you just like one mana next turn, I can tap it and thought seize you. Sweet. I mean, it's it it soaks up removal. They they don't want their you know hand to get destroyed. And, you know, you can play quickly, which is great. You, you get damage in. You know, if you're playing an aggro deck, you don't want to, like, throw in... I mean, maybe you want duresses or something like that, but I think some decks would rather have creatures that can also fulfill that effect. Like, we had the Kite Sail Freebooter. Like, you do turn one this, mm-hmm. turn two Freebooter, get rid of, like, where the removal spell or whatnot, and then turn three, you can, you know, attack and then play this as well. So, I mean, you just... So, yes, yeah. 
I knew some people that were hyped about Freebooter, and I feel like this in some ways is better than Freebooter against <laughs> certain decks because it's actually discard, whereas Freebooter gives them the card back yeah. later. So Freebooter is all about, like, you want to play it with, like, Spell Quellers, mm-hmm. right? Like, it's like... Sure, yeah, it's, it's tempo. Uh, this is actually, like, you know, this is actual hand hate. Freebooter is all about, like, stacking disruption. This guy is just, like, he's such a huge tempo loss. I, like, you're, you know, I'm hearing that you want to play it in an aggro deck, and I say, okay, well, it's a 1-1 one for a 1-1. One, one. That's not super impressive to me in an aggro deck. And secondly... To get any value out of it after that, I have to sacrifice it and pay two mana. Uh, if I'm an aggro deck, I can't take that kind of tempo hit. Well, think about it if it were a blue card. If this were a blue 1-1 flyer that could pay one and a blue to counter any non-creature spell, that would be awesome. It's kind of the same thing. Mm. But it's it's not, though, because discard is inherently tempo loss, whereas countering... If this countered a spell, you're right. It would be incredible. Because you're you're de-tempoing them. You're saying you you're casting that Gearhawk goodbye to your six mana. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. versus versus this, you're saying goodbye to your card, but you still get to keep your turn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you do have to use it as a sorcery, which kind of sucks. So you have to choose to attack or not attack. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I I'll yeah. still want to try that card out. I don't think it's unplayable, but uh, I, I want to test it. I have another card that might surprise you guys. Oh, go ahead. So, I want to talk about Drowned Secrets. Yeah, hmm. yeah. Uh, I actually uh, had that on my list. I like that. Like, I think it's the most efficient mill card we have in the format. So, Drowned Secrets. What does that do again? So, that's the one in a blue, and it. Uh, whenever you cast a blue spell, they mill two. Actually, yeah. I believe it's any yeah. player mills two, right? So, you can mill yourself with it if you feel like it. Yeah, target player. And I think it's just like, I think I, I talk about this a lot where the role players in a deck need to be at two mana or less. And I think before, Mill didn't have a role player that was two mana or less. It was all three mana enchantments, right? So I think I think just having access to something I can slam on turn two and not worry about the crackback from Atarka just killing me on turn three. You know, I think, I, I think this is just... I don't know that this is going to put Mill in a good place. I, Mill, I think, I and Hope, honestly, is really far from ever being good because Mill is terrible to play against. But uh, but I think this is a big step for Mill uh, because of that kind of two-mana enabler threshold. Two cards seems really low to me. For me, I mean, I think that the Mill spells we had already were just so much more efficient. I mean, if you draw a card and you Mill them two to four to six versus playing a blue spell to mill them too, it seems like it's going to be really slow to actually get this into something that kills somebody. I think you probably want to play it beside things like Opt mm-hmm. and like just natural card drawing engines, especially yeah. if you can get them cheap. So I, I think that's where my head would be at with it. I, I really like it in okay. Tutelage decks. You know, Tutelage has always kind of been like just like a jank for fun deck, but you know this could actually give it a, a little bit more teeth or a little bit more of a bite, I think. You get a, a lot of different effects now. They're just going to mill your opponent out more quickly. And that deck has always just been a little bit All too right, I'll, slow. I'll give that a try. I'll give that deck a try. I mean, and another way you could use it is to just put stuff into your graveyard. Um, so it's a blue spell. It's not blue instant or blue sorcery. So if you were trying to play some kind of dredge deck, you know, maybe with like, uh, you know, black mm-hmm. blue with the, the zombies and whatnot, putting your... 
your. I'm. What am I looking for? The. Uh, I'm super not into in using a card, a full card, just to mill myself. Mm. I mean, they have effects in there, kind of, right? They have. I know. There was the. Uh, one that we just got. The people were playing in the gift decks, where like you draw three and discard two. Was it or? Draw two, discard one. Kind of similar effect for two mana. But anyways. Yeah, let's keep going. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's talk about Amara real quick. She doesn't really fit into Convoke, but she is technically a Convoke card. This is the green-white 2-2 two -two that when it taps, it makes a 1-1 one -one soldier Tomorrow? with lifelink. Do you guys think this is playable? I mean, we got our tokens guy here. Yeah, I kind of like it. I don't think it's going to be like heavily played it'll be like one of those one of or two of cards um like too bad there's no like you know white elves that you could play otherwise you can make like a new elf elf deck mm. or even play like abzan elves but um this is something perhaps if somebody makes some kind of like green white or uh naya vehicles deck i could see her working in there doing a lot of work i mean yeah exactly i think can. we just I think we just need more out of our creatures than that. You know, it's two for a two-two. Slow mm -hmm. and its effect, like creating a one-one white soldier, just isn't that good. You know, like mm -hmm. I think I think modern can get away with like just like swarms of tokens a little better than frontier can. Mm -hmm. um, and I think the reason is just like y there's a lot more chip damage that happens in modern, whereas like frontier, it's like. Where it's kind of all out until they drop a seed rhino or something, and then they wall you forever, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, what about... Let, let's do a little bit more on Convoke, because we haven't looked too much into green-white. What are some cards that actually you think will get played from green-white here? Uh, one I'm looking at is Conclave Tribunal. I think this card is a little bit better than what we currently have for some people in white. This is the three and a white for an enchantment with Convoke, and when it enters the battlefield, you exile target non-land permanent until it leaves control play so this is basically yeah it's like a an o-ring type effect right yeah cast out an o-ring anything like that but this one you can cast it with convoke so you can make it two or three or one or zero mana i think i guess my problem with convoke as a mechanic is that creature decks and frontier are up against a clock they need to be turning sideways um, so if they're if you're kind of holding them up, or if you're if you just get into a situation where you have to convoke, mm -hmm. I, I think that's bad for you. Uh, so it's it's kind of like the opportunity cost of convoke in frontier is quite high mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. th there's going to come a time where as a creature deck you just hit that wall and your game's done. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I think if you're wasting cards and time, just tapping. To, to do things yeah you want you want more value you don't really want to worry so much about removing things you, you want to try to find a way to push through yeah and i think that's kind of one of the reasons i like court of calling and that court of calling isn't an aggro card court of calling is a combo card right so you're, you're mm -hmm. looking for some kind of creature based combo uh, and, and in that way i think i think court of calling gets around a lot of the um kind of disadvantages associated with um, convoke to begin with, right? Yeah. So my, my counter-argument would be that 
it is still probably better than what you're going to have to play anyways. If you're playing mono-white aggro and you're having to play a stasis snare or a cast out, you know, you're spending so much mana on that that it's going to be your whole turn. Uh, Whereas with this, you could do something like you could play a two-drop, a one-drop, and drop this in the same turn, and you're convoking those two creatures you just played. That makes it much more able to double-spell, triple-spell than otherwise the deck would be able to. So I think I'm actually of the opinion that any of the two-mana enchantment removal would be better than this, or better than any of those mm-hmm. other spells you mentioned, either um, if we're talking about Seal Away, or I think there's one from Tarkir the that Silk was... Wrap. Yeah, Silk Wrap's okay. I personally really like... Uh, there's one from Tarkir that's like power three or greater, um, or maybe it's toughness four or greater. It's mm-hmm. something like that. But it's basically for the big creatures that can wall you. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, mm-hmm. you run it as like a two of or something. Uh, whereas like cause mono, any kind of white weenie deck, most of the time is going to have no problem dealing with small creatures, right? Like I, I don't care about your Thalia because um, my, my lands are all white and a three, two for a strike isn't going to stop me from doing anything. It's the Scarab Gods and the Siege Rhinos and the big beefy walls that I can't attack profitably into, those are the ones that scare me. So you know what I actually do like more in those situations, specifically for like a white aggro deck, is demotion from this set. It's one white for enchantment aura, enchant creature, and that creature can't block and can't activate their activated abilities. Yeah, I, So they can still attack, mm-hmm. but you can make it so their siege rhino can't block. And if you're always going to be the aggro deck, that seems really good to me. I, I do think it's pretty good, actually, and I probably should have mentioned it earlier. Uh, I'm really interested because mm-hmm. I think I think there is a point where I'm not sure how much I want to let them have like an attacker, but like I'd have to test it out first. I don't mind demotion at all. Demotion seems decent, and I, I I'm interested to test it out. Sure. Uh, if it's all right here, why don't we think about? It? Do we want to make this an episode here, and then we'll talk a little bit more about some more cards, as well as doing our top five in sort of what will be the episode releasing next week. So we're gonna keep recording for you guys, but we don't want to make these episodes too long. So I think we're going to try and wrap up our show here, and then we're going to do a, a second episode right after this one. Um, but yeah, guys, uh, make sure to tell us if there's anything you want to hear, if there's any cards you want to make sure we cover. Uh, even if we didn't get them in this episode, we'll get them in the next one. Reach out to us at MTG Frontier, MTG underscore Frontier on Instagram, and find mtgfrontier.net, our website.